0: The Bible prophesies of a time coming when every person will be required by the Antichrist and his world government system to have a number. Global numbering systems are being established right now. We will analyze the prophetic implication of these events on this edition of End of the Age. It's interesting that no matter whom you meet, if you say Mark of the Beast or the number 666, they know what you're talking about. Many people have a fear of the number 666. And some will even change their driving habits or drive farther than necessary to avoid parking the car with the odometer reading that contains 666. Or even add to or remove groceries if the purchase total comes to $6.66. Some folks will refuse a license plate with the number 666. According to an L.A. Times article, back in November 19, 1988, the title was The Regans," referring to President Reagan and his wife Nancy. The Regans were easing into private life as Californians. The article stated this. In August of 1986, the group bought this 7,192-square-foot ranch-style house at 666 St. Cloud Road in Bel Air for $2.5 million dollars. But in February of that year, the address was officially changed to 668 on city records because of the mutual concern of the Reagans that the old number could be construed as a biblical reference to Satan, according to Elaine Crispin, the press secretary for Nancy Reagan. So, the Bible prophesies of a time coming when every person will be required by the Antichrist and his world governing system to have their own unique identification number. Without that, no one will be able to buy or sell anything. In order to get the number, everyone will be forced to worship or pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his system. But according to the Bible, anyone who pledges allegiance to the Antichrist will be eternally damned. The system the Bible prophesies for the days of the Antichrist, the time just before the second coming of Jesus Christ, has never been possible in history until right now. Though the prophecy is 2,000 years old, its fulfillment has only recently become possible with the invention of the computer. The birth of the internet and now blockchain technology and the use of digital forms of payment have made it possible for just such a system to be set up whereby every person on earth can be tracked and controlled economically by their unique identification number. Have you ever considered how an ATM machine or a a gas pump can reject your credit card or a debit card and post the message on the little screen there that the authorization for you to use your card has failed? Well, how does that machine know when you've made too many purchases or you've run out of funds? Well, a database keeps track of your funds and controls whether or not you can use your physical credit card or digital number to make purchases. This prophecy from 2,000 years ago that said a number would be required to participate in the economy, it was incomprehensible until this generation we are living in right now the system whereby people could be given a number required for them to be able to buy or sell or participate in the economy is in place the world government and religious world religious system that will soon be in place will have the ability to deny your access to participate in the economy based on whether or not you pledge your allegiance. The worldwide database will provide the system with the information to reject or accept your access. The world is moving more and more towards becoming a cashless society, which will be absolutely necessary to implement this system. Cash is freedom, so they'll need to move us onto a digital society. We are getting closer every day to being under the control of this prophesied world system. Remember back when uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, in his famous book, Perestroika, stated in 1987 that there are three root causes for war on the earth political conflicts, religious conflicts, and economic conflicts. And he theorized that if we had a one world government, a global belief system, and a global, uh, a, a, a global ethic, some kind of a global religion that all religions could ascribe to, they could all buy into the common denominator. And he explained that if we had a global economy we would remove the root causes for war on earth and thus we could enter into a time of peace and security. A world government, a world religion, and this world economic system. Revelation 13 reveals a time when there will be a world government, a world religion, and a global economy or this global economic sanctioning system And it's exactly what President Gorbachev of Russia at the time suggested. Now, the first eight verses of Revelation 13 are devoted to the world government and the ruler of the world government, the Antichrist. Revelation 13, 11 through 15 is devoted to the global religious system of that leader, uh, of that system, the false prophet profit. Revelation 13, 15 through 18 is devoted to the global economic sanctioning system. And so the Bible lays out exactly what President Gorbachev was talking about in his book, Perestroika. And folks, these things are happening right now. People are getting mesmerized by things going on in society But these big prophecies are being fulfilled. The elites
1: of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy go to intime.com/future or call 800 intime that's 800-363-8463
2: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: It's amazing that God exposed Satan's plan to rule the world in Revelation chapter 13. Again, the first eight bushes of Revelation 13, they're devoted to the world government and the ruler of that world government, the Antichrist. Then Revelation 13, 11 through 15, it's devoted to the global religious system, the leader of that system, the false prophet. And then Revelation 13, 15 through 18, it's devoted to the global economic system used to force compliance and obedience to the one world government of the and the world religious system in the end time. Revelation 13:15 says and he had power this second leader the the false prophet he had power to give life unto the image of the beast the antichrist that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast that they should be killed What does this passage when it mean what does it mean when it says worship the image How could the false prophet give life to the image of the beast. The beast refers to the political leader, the Antichrist. And it could be the false prophet that he will give life to the image of the beast through the venue of television, this global image, and certainly the internet. Television and the internet have made it possible to view someone on the other side of the world as if he or she were in your living room. And this could also be accomplished through the, a, the use of like a hologram or, um, you know, technology has certainly made it possible to create a lifelike digital person. And though we don't know for certain how it will happen, the entire world will be able to see and hear the image of the Antichrist. Another question would be, Um, How would everyone be forced to worship the beast? Will all people be required to physically bow down to this man and call him God? It is likely worship means to pledge allegiance. Those under the tyranny of Adolf Hitler were required to salute using the phrase Heil Hitler. Whatever method is required, the Bible says that it will be Worship or a pledge of allegiance. Worship of the Antichrist will, in fact, be to worship the devil. Revelation 13, 4 says, And they worshiped the dragon or Satan, which gave the Antichrist and his world government his power. Satan's desire has always been to cause humanity to worship him. Satan hates God and hates. God's creation, and he will use whatever tactic necessary to steal the hearts of God's creation. His plan is to use the Antichrist, his world government, and the world religious system to do so. The Bible says that those who refuse to accept the mark of the beast, many of them will be killed. How is it possible for this prophecy to be fulfilled in modern society. Consider what happened over the just the past 100 years under the leaderships of a, a Joseph Stalin or a, a Mao Zedong. Joseph Stalin slaughtered at least 20 million people because they would not conform to his regime. And from, uh, what would it be, 1949 until now since the communists took over mainland China, there have been at least 60 million killed. And under the leadership of Adolf Hitler, 6 million Jews and a total of 11 million people were slaughtered. And then consider the Spanish Inquisition, the the Crusades, the Soviet Union, communist China, the Nazi Germany. These kinds of things have been happening since the beginning of time. And to think it would, couldn't happen again is preposterous. The Bible says the coming persecution will be the worst persecution ever. It will be a tribulation such as never has been before or ever will be again. Biblical prophecies are always fulfilled. Fulfilled. And it is critical for us to know what is coming so we can be prepared to make the right choices. Revelation 13:16 through 17 says, And He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save He had that mark, or the name of the beast, or the number Of his name. Somehow it all ties together. Notice these three things though the mark, the name of the beast, or the number of his name. This is what all will have to accept in order to be able to participate in the economy. Those who refuse will be economically boycotted. And this means that they will be forced out of commerce. They will will not be able to go to the store. They will not be able to provide for their families. Everyone will be required to conform. Technology exists that enables governments to sanction individuals. There are laws in place that force individuals to have an approved national ID card to hold a job. Back on August 6th, 2013, the Observer, Kampala, published an article titled, Uganda, No Job Without Your National ID Card. The article stated that Ugandans without the newly introduced national identity cards will not qualify for employment, no job, education, no no further education for themselves, no education for them, for their children. Without a national ID card, they were not allowed to travel. No health care in the country, and there were no government subsidies. And the, gov- the, the government there announced without and uh, that they, the government subsidies as far as helping the people with a daily food supply or anything, some kind of medicine, not without your national ID card. So think about it, without a job, people can't participate in the economy. The world is moving ever closer to the fulfillment of this 2,000-year-old prophecy. The emergence of modern technology has made it only recently capable of being fulfilled. Will the mark of the beast be a physical mark? Will it be a, a visible tattoo imprinted on an individual's hand or forehead? Will it be an invisible mark? There's no definite answer as to whether the mark will be visible or invisible, but there is definitely going to be some type of physical mark. According to Scripture, the two things a person should never do to guarantee they do not take the mark of the beast. Number one, Never allow a mark of identification, whether it's an embedded chip, an invisible tattoo, or anything else. No mark of identification to be placed on your person anywhere. Number two, and the most ominous part of the prophecy, never pledge allegiance, thereby worshipping the Antichrist or his world-governing system. Revelation 13, 18 says, Here is wisdom let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 603 score and 6 666 six, six. well so what does that mean what what what's the number of a man i mean since the, we know that the antichrist will come from europe the reborn holy roman empire could this be referred to as a european id number Or does it mean the name of a man could be calculated to interpret somehow 666? Verse 18 here in chapter 13 says, Let him that hath understanding count or calculate the number of the beast. Verse 17 says it is the number of his name. So it appears as if the name of the Antichrist or his world government will somehow calculate to... 666. And the Bible says those with understanding are to count the number of the beast because it is the number of the name of a man. And that it's, so therefore it is imperative that we are aware and watchful. And it's helpful that the Bible says let those that have understanding Because many people say, well, there's no way we could understand these things. And, uh, you know, what's the point in um, trying to figure out all these beasts and the times and the timelines and all this? The Bible says, let him, during those times, let him that hath understanding. It says it many times throughout Bible prophecy. So in those times when we get to when the Antichrist is revealed, there will be people on the earth that will be able to calculate the number of the beast, the Antichrist, the number of his name, and along with all of the other characteristics, the biblical clues to who the Antichrist is, we will know who he is when he is revealed. And I'm very thankful that the Bible provides that information. Revelation 14, 9-11 says, And the third angel... Followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast or his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up. Forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast or his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. The cost of accepting the mark of the beast and worshiping or pledging allegiance to the Antichrist will be eternal damnation. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 through 6 says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark in their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again, Until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Those that did not worship the beast during the time of the great tribulation, they went in the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part on the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. So the events referred to in this passage will take place during the final three and one half years immediately preceding the battle of Armageddon and the first resurrection. These people who die will not be dead for long because they will be resurrected when Christ returns. And this is the first resurrection. There will be some who refuse the mark of the beast and survive. The Antichrist, and this is very important that we understand this, the Antichrist will not be in control of every single part of the world. Daniel eleven forty one 41 says, He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape out of his hand. It's talking about the Antichrist here in Daniel chapter 11, Verse 20 onward, through the rest of the chapter, that's, that's devoted to the Antichrist. And the Bible says, He will enter the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall, not, shall escape out of His hand, even Edom, Moab, and the children of Ammon. Well, these three uh, locations that I just mentioned are inside the country of Jordan. The Bible also says the the nation of Israel will never fall under the country or I should say the control of the Antichrist. Revelation 12, 14 says, And to the woman Israel were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. So the woman with the 12 stars in Revelation 12. The 12 stars symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. And the woman in this chapter is Israel. So this lets us know Israel will be protected during the Great Tribulation from the the face of the Antichrist and the world governing system. Furthermore, Daniel 11 says, the tidings out of the east and the north shall trouble him so the antichrist will have opposition he will be fighting wars during the last period of time and i'm thankful so thankful for the prophecies of the bible that let us know that the antichrist he will be in control and dominant in the maj- the most of the world but not every nook and cranny and that's very important to all of us who are christians
1: whether it's a global pandemic
0: It's important that we understand some will receive the mark of the beast and some will not. Those who take it will be cast into the lake of fire and will be torna- tormented in the presence of the Holy Lamb. Revelation fourteen nine 9-11 says this clearly. The, the Bible says everyone will take the mark of the beast except those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. It is imperative to make sure your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That You know, there's nothing more important than that. And, you know, for a, uh, you say, well, how do I get my name in the Lamb's book of life? Be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. For a free brochure of, what do you mean born again, call or go to endtime.com and type in what do you mean born again in the search bar and it'll bring it up and you can read it and to make sure you get your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, I said earlier on in the program that there are systems being put up right now to number every human being on the planet and they are very far advanced. VentureBeat published an article, Why Every Person on the Planet Will Need a Digital ID. This comes from Dakota Gruner, who was um, up until recently over ID2020, the United Nations effort to number every single person on the planet. According to sociable.com, The World Economic Forum blog contributor, Dakota Gruner, who previously worked for the Gates-backed Gavi Vaccine Alliance, launched at the World Economic Forum back in 2000 before moving over to the leadership role at ID2020. And in the article, Gruner states this, and I want you to understand, this article by Dakota Gruner was written... Five years ago. Now, you say, well, why would you uh, t- read a few excerpts from an article five years ago? Because I want you to understand how far advanced this is. Listen closely at what Ms. Gruner said five years ago. This article was written in uh, 2016, actually, it was six years ago. So, she says this, and I'm quoting, Living in the United States in a land of generally functional government services, we take an awful lot for granted. We expect to be able to board a plane, provide a copy of our driver's license or employee ID to get into a building and pay with a credit card. All day, every day, we, accept, we expect people to trust that we are who we say we are. That's a privilege we should not take for granted because for over 1 billion people on the planet, what I just described is not a day-to-day reality. Unlike us, they never had a birth certificate, which means they often couldn't access basic health care or enroll in a public education. And unlike us, because people consider us here in the United States in a bubble, she says, "And unlike us, they were simply unable to get a line of credit or claim the government their government benefits. And these people are one-sixth of the planet's population, and they live invisibly. They don't have a legal identity. For these individuals, paper-based identity credentials aren't much of a solution. Imagine a refugee fleeing from a war stopping at a safety deposit box on the way out when their city is getting bombed to pick up a birth certificate. It isn't always top of the list, is it? A paper-based credential can be lost or destroyed or, or even worse, may place that refugee directly in harm's way trying to get back to that. So, without validation from their country of origin and removed from communities that could provide informal confirmation of identity, displaced people can find themselves without an officially recognized identity at all. In contrast, digital identity, the set of electronically captured and stored attributes and credentials that can uniquely identify a person, places control, she says, in the hands of of the individual. You'll learn later that that would be in centralized databases. She goes on to say, If properly designed, digital identity can be portable, retrievable without reliance on a piece of paper. It could be persistent, interoperable across institutions, private, only relevant information needs to be disclosed, and personal Uniquely linked to the individual. But she says digital identity would allow some of the most vulnerable people on the planet the power to write their own narrative, accumulate trust, and craft their future. So this digital ID, a global digital ID, sounds great, doesn't it? Until you understand the prophecies of the Bible. There's the kicker. It's not what it starts out as, but what it ends up being a system of control and economic sanctioning. But Dakota Gruner says, hey, if, if you think this is a dream, no, this is not a pipe dream. Technology already exists that makes all of this possible, a global numbering system. Again, everybody, this article is six years old. She said that technology already existed back then. She goes on to say biometrics offer a way to uniquely match a digital identity to a single biological human. Remember, the Bible says that we will be able to calculate the number of the beast because it's the number of a name. Biometrics is body measurements. So will we be able to use that to somehow calculate the name or the the unique identification number of this Antichrist? I don't know at this point, but I promise you we'll be watching for that. Ms. Gruner goes on to say, and distributed ledger technology, including blockchain, most of you will recognize that if you have delved into the cryptocurrency market at all. She said it appears to offer a way for individuals to create a permanent tamper-proof identity that they individually own, and control. This technology potentially reduces the risk of hacking and could facilitate trust between the various organizations involved although although I will let you know that there are times when blockchain has been hacked. She goes on to say the adoption of an open approach to identity that draws on the recent advances in biometrics and innovative technologies like blockchain could enable both significant improvements in the global population's quality of life and efficiencies for the government, NGOs, businesses that we interact with, and increasing connectivity, including 40% estimated mobile phone penetration across sub-Saharan Africa, and it makes it possible for individuals worldwide to make use of these technical breakthroughs. But technology alone won't solve the problem. And particularly for over the one billion people without any form of identification currently, it currently, it certainly isn't a panache. For these individuals, the challenge is also one of systems of governance and policy. So she says... The organization that I run, ID2020, is leading an alliance of large private sector companies, small startups, United Nations agencies, NGOs, governments, and other key stakeholders to solve the problem together. By bringing all these expert voices together (coughs) around a common table, we expect to untangle the problem, identify key obstacles, leverage our respective strengths to help develop solutions and reach people on the ground. And we expect to implement the best technological innovations in ways that are scalable, secure, and sustainable. Now, again, this is back in 2016. She said, this week, we hosted a diverse set of these partners, 400 people from across industries and countries at the United Nations. Well, imagine that. The United Nations, the seat of world government in the earth. Leading the charge in numbering every human being on the planet. Sounds prophetic, doesn't it? It goes on to say that the Rockefeller Foundation, if you know anything about the Rockefeller family, the Rockefeller Foundation, which is providing financial support to ID2020, led a discussion on the role of philanthropy in helping to finance this effort. ID2020 aims to have run multiple demonstration projects by 2020, that's two years ago, with each providing valuable data on the cost for implementation and the legal and regulatory hurdles posed in different countries and populations and the key incentives that drive adoption. And by 2030, here it is, Our goal is to enable access to digital identity for every person on the planet. Now, who's the driver behind this? This is a United Nations effort working along with these people. And she says it's a bold vision, but it's not a crazy one. Okay. So, ID2020. What are they trying to do? Well, like Dakota Gruner said, in May of 2016, the first ID2020 summit was held at the United Nations headquarters in New York. And the summit brought together 400 people from 100 different private sector companies and 11 UN agencies to discuss how to what. Well, on ID's 2020s website, it stated their goal was to provide a unique digital identity to every person on the planet, including the one and a half billion people living without any form of recognized identification, and I'm—I was quoting there, I took it right off their website. So the two main outcomes from that meeting were that they wanted widespread consensus among ID 2020 attendees that identity is both a fundamental human right and a necessary prerequisite for the success of the Sustainable Development Goals. The Sustainable Development Goals, that is the socialistic blueprint to govern every single person on the planet by the United Nations. So they're saying, in order for us to do that, it is absolutely necessary for us, for everyone, to have a globally recognized digital identity. There it is. And two... Sweeping commitments from conference attendees to contribute towards the shared goal of universal digital identity. Did you catch that, folks? The world government, the United Nations, is leading the effort to number every single person on the planet. And so it's very important that we understand these things because A 2,000 year old prophecy said that in the end time, everyone's going to be given a unique ID to let them function in society.
3: I've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
0: So there it is. The world government, the United Nations, views a universal digital identity as absolutely necessary for the success of their global governing scheme to transform the world by 2030. So, id2020.org, it answers the question, why identity? Well, they say it's a fundamental human right, it's necessary to access basic services. So if you're dependent upon a government for basic services, without this ID, it's impossible for you to be able to receive those benefits. So what, it, it, it's, there's, you, they're kind of twisting it. They're saying, well, you need these benefits and we want to be able to give them to you. But without your ID, sorry. But the whole goal, everybody, is to, for everybody to get an ID. A legal ID. They say it's critical for accountability and governance. Of course, that's where it's all headed. And a gateway to economic opportunity. In other words, to have a job. Important for gender equality. They had to throw that in there. And then a key enabler of global development. Now, let's pause for just a second. Because I want you to notice the similarities between ID 2020 project and the prophecy found in Revelation 13, 16 through 18. According to the prophecy, in the end time, the Antichrist will cause everyone on earth to receive their own unique identification number in order to function in society. And it's going to be implemented to such a degree that without the ID number, a person will not be able to buy or sell. Okay, now, consider the, the explanation that is provided by the ID2020 Project for the identification of every person on the earth necessary to access basic services such as uh, access to health care, education, as well as other social assistance programs, uh, critical accountability in governments, access to a bank account or other financial services, for instance, if the global community were to transform into a cashless society, which is exactly what they're trying to do, move us on to a total digital platform, it would make it impossible for an individual without a proper digital ID to function in that society, right? Or it could be used very easily for economic sanctioning. Remember the prophecy. And then four, legal identity is necessary for the implementation of at least 10 sections of the Sustainable Development Goals. Social protection floors, including for the most vulnerable, assistance in dealing with shocks and disasters, equal rights to economic resources, including property and finance, the specific empowerment of women in this area, improvements in maternal and child health care, Coverage by vaccines and and, uh, similar treatments. Improving energy efficiency and eliminating harmful energy subsidies. Child protection, including the ending of harmful child labor. Reducing the cost of making uh, remittances. Reducing corruption. Fighting crime, terrorism. And strengthening and improving the equity of fiscal policy. They see this digital ID number as being able to help with all of those areas. Well, now you can see how important it is to the world government, the United Nations, that every person on earth is given their own unique identification number. Without that numbering system, it will be virtually impossible to fully implement and monitor the sustainable development goals. Again, the United Nations Socialistic Blueprint to govern every person on the planet. You've got to have this global ID, a digital legal ID. So think about this global identity system. The effort to establish a new universal identity database is the goal behind ID2020. That's why John Edge, some of you may recognize uh, that name, Co-founder of a global initiative ID 2020, he recruited the help of UN agencies, NGOs, technology companies, and banks to see if they could come up with a solution by 2020. Well, according to the Huffington Post, one of the most intriguing and radical ideas was the new kind of identity system based on blockchain technology, which could bring together disparate programs to create a new what? Universal Identity Database. Now, they'll tell you, oh, this is not a centralized database, but that's exactly where it's headed, folks. Blockchains, some of you will recognize that, which it first helped account and authenticate Bitcoin cryptocurrency, are decentralized ledgers that track transactions and digital assets, whether it's currency, stocks and bonds, um, or identity details. The network is made up of a chain of computers, each of which have a copy of the ledger and can see if changes have occurred. Blockchains are thought to be secure because all computers, they need to verify and approve each transaction as it takes place. A, supposedly, a hacker couldn't uh, get to every single computer, right? On the identity blockchain, individuals could store their data in a sort of a a locker or escrow account, allowing people to access it on a need-to-know basis. Well, the system is seen as a great advantage to refugees and migrants since they would no longer be reliant on the national government for legal identity, right? Well, according to Coexist, and I'm quoting the exact details of how a new global identity system would be would work is still to be worked out but Dakota Gruner ID 2020's executive director imagines that it would evolve into a database overseen by here it is an international non-aligned organization like the United Nations and that it would be flexible enough to encompass every country's existing rules and structures but accessible to individuals with their own smartphones. Now, Patrick Spins, he's a a blockchain technology, or um, I should say a blockchain consultant with the accounting and consulting firm PwC in London. He imagined that multiple commercial custodians would play different roles. And indeed, there are several startups already offering blockchain-based identity services like um, Showcard, Blockstack, and different ones. But still, there are significant barriers to establishing a universal ID system. A global, um, kind of like an identity protocol would be needed, like a HTTP that is to the web or SMTP to email. And without a large global institution like the United Nations or the International Monetary Fund taking charge of this, startups would remain just startups. But at the same time, national governments would have to agree to give up some control over ID, making, passing power to the network and to individuals. So, I'm telling you, it's all going to come to a centralized database. They say it won't, but that's where it's headed. Because the Antichrist will need that power to be able to to economically sanction people. But what is clear is that the current system of nation-based ID isn't serving a large number of the people, and even when people are identified, their records are open to abuse by officials. Now, I I want you to notice two points. Dakota Gruner, who was just recently, up until recently, over ID2020, she stated this, the global identity system would evolve into a database overseen by an internationally non-aligned organization like the United Nations. Patrick Spins believes that the establishment of uh, of a universal ID system has many hurdles to cross, and without a large global institution like the United Nations or the International Monetary Fund taking charge of certain aspects of the project, such as the global identity protocol, startups are going to remain startups. So, both of these parties recognize the need for a universal numbering system overseen by the world government. So, think back to the mark of the beast and the prophecy. According to Patrick Spence, ID2020 is a global strategic initiative aimed to help deliver against the United Nations sustainable development goal of legal identification for all. So, we talked about Revelation 13, 16 through 18, where everybody's going to be given a unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and without that, they will not be able to participate in society. Now, that's a John wrote that 2,000 years ago when he was exiled out on the Isle of Patmos. And he said, in the end time, there's going to, in Revelation 13, there's going to be a world government created, And the Antichrist will rule over that. There will be a world religion created. The false prophet will rule over that. And they will use an economic sanctioning system for every person on the earth to get them to conform to the edicts of this world-governing body. And now here we are. Gorbachev writes a book, Perestroika, and says, you know what we really need? A world government, a world religion, and a world economic system. And that's exactly what we have today. There's a world government being established. There's a world religion being established. And there is a global numbering system that will be used. That they'll say, well, hey, they've said, without a legal ID, no access to a job. Think about here in America right now, without your social security number, that it's virtually, unless you just live off the grid, it's virtually impossible function in society or unless you have somebody funding you because you need your social security number to do your taxes so you got to have a social security number to get a job and you need a social security number to get a loan for so many set up a bank account for so many different things we're so dependent upon numbers today Well, imagine if we went to a cashless society i know a lot of people say that that's impossible but that is not impossible We're moving in many ways in that direction even here in the United States. I hope we don't go fully digital here. But think about all the central bank digital currencies and things, all the central banks around the world. I think now it's 90% of the central banks around the world are looking into rolling out central bank digital currencies and moving off of cash. Think about if that were to happen. And the only way you have access to that is to have your legal identification number, your unique identification number. Think about how ominous the prophecy is, and then think about what's going on in our world right now. You have ID2020, and then you have ID40 by the World Bank. They're working to, towards the same effort as ID2020. What's the goal? A unique identification number for every single person on the planet. It's a 2,000 year old prophecy and we're seeing the establishment of it as we speak. Folks, all the prophecies are are converging right now, letting us know that we truly are living in the end time just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We all need to be watching and preparing ourselves for his soon return. God bless. Have a great day.
3: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the Faithful Partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with end Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one end time That's one 800 363 8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.